Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Well, you can see on that camera, he appears to be holding a set of multiple officers there with semi-automatic weapons, body armor, by the way. We now know that the gunman did not have body armor. Jonathan Wackrow, can you envision any circumstances where police had cause not to go in immediately? No, uh, Jim, I cannot. And, and actually, the attempts to clarify this timeline by law enforcement, uh, you know, information officers, is really just raising so many new questions. And the inconsistency is is what's standing out to me. The inconsistency of the actions of law enforcement are it's actually contradictory. What they're what they're providing is contradictory to law enforcement active assailant training. You know, post Columbine, as you had had uh, stated earlier, was the marker, right? It, law enforcement has trained to go to you know to the assailant right away and neutralize that threat so i really cannot think of an instance right now even if they were you know stuck down in what's referred to as a fatal funnel they know that there is active killing going on law enforcement has a moral and ethical duty to go stop that assailant and the that's from cnn police did not enter the school knowing there was an active shooter i can't believe i'm saying this i have finally found the moment where the left and the right comes together i have got joaquin castro congressman from texas democrat uh a virulent leftist asking the fbi to investigate what the hell just happened here what is the timeline that took place you have police called, they arrive, and it's an hour before they enter the building, and they kept parents out. And rightfully so, Americans, regardless of where we are in the political spectrum, are asking what the hell just happened here. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you guys. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. It... The, the politicking that's been going on is, of course, obscene. There's a lot of disgusting actions that have been taking place. You have a piece of legislation that was blocked by Chuck Schumer. It's something called the Luke and Alex School Safety Act. I'm not saying it's a perfect piece of legislation. I'm not saying I'm an expert on the legislation. It was pushed forth by Senator Ron Johnson of Wisconsin, named after two students killed in Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, requiring the Department of Homeland Security to establish a, quote, federal clearinghouse on school safety best practice, providing parents and school officials, according to the New York Post, and law enforcement with tips for improving school security as well as information on available grant programs and federal resources. Blocked by Chuck Schumer, his tweet, GOP Senator Johnson just tried for a bill that could see more guns in school. I blocked it. The truth, there were officers at the school in Texas. The shooter got past them. We need real solutions. We will vote on gun legislation starting with the Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act. But there was no officer at the school. The initial reporting that there was a resource officer who was shot, that's not true. That didn't happen. There was no one at the school. There were doors open at the school. The shooter got through an open door. 
But the real crux here is that Chuck Schumer can't envision any moment where arming schools, protecting schools with firearms, is of value. The gun has to be the thing that they attack. It's how they try to win 2022. It's how they try and scare Americans in winning elections. Oh, the only connectivity here amongst all of these things is the guns. And we have to get rid of the guns. Good evening, everyone. We begin the readout tonight with Republicans just tying themselves into pretzels to point the finger at every single thing but the problem, the gun. In the wake of the murders of 19 fourth graders and two of their teachers in Uvalde, Texas. From mental health to arming teachers to more armed law enforcement in schools, every single thing except making it harder to buy weapons of war. The AR 15 is not a weapon of war, just stop it. But what can you do about Joy Reid? Ignorance is gonna do what ignorance is gonna do. But notice the conflating of the issue. We have got multiple pieces at play here. What causes an 18-year-old to go about killing fourth graders? 19 fourth graders murdered at this guy's hand. He shot his own grandmother in the face. He had purchased the weapons legally. By the way, how did he afford the weapons? I'm hearing that question going around. It's a good question. It's a question we want an answer to. Some people have suggested that he actually stole it from his grandmother. His grandmother bought two AR-15s? She bought them for him. That would be known as a straw purchase. That would be illegal. Again, legislation on the books that does not stop this kind of thing from happening. No, I do not connect it as the gun is the problem. If we take a look at Buffalo and 10 people murdered in Buffalo at a supermarket where we know the guy was radicalized, we know he wanted to do damage, we know this, he talking about shooting up a school, he was known to authorities. Discussed over the last couple of years because of COVID, getting radicalized online, picking a neighborhood that he believed had the highest population of black Americans, black residents. That's what he did. It was the radicalization and it was the bigotry. Well, Tony, if he didn't have a gun, he couldn't do it. And in Waukesha, Wisconsin, that black man did not have a gun. He drove his car over umpteen people murdering six. And we have seen people do that same exact thing in New York as we have seen it in Berlin and other places. We don't have these problems in the UK. No, you have beheadings in the UK. I do not want to get into the game of moral equivocation. We have a problem in the United States. I accept. But that's about trying to figure out what's causing the problem. That's not the firearm. Millions and millions of law-abiding citizens who don't do anything with their firearm other than practice, other than hunt, other than protect and defend themselves. We do Second Amendment success stories here. People who are able to defend themselves and protect themselves and the ones they love with a firearm. And it happens constantly. Ignored by the press, ignored by the intelligentsia, ignored by politicians. So we have a what's causing this. That is a conversation that's going to need solving. It's a problem. How do we solve this problem? What is it? I talk about societal rot. My conversation with Noah Rothman, which we'll uh, get to again 
about what happens in a society where we praise nothingness, where we tell everybody they're oppressed and everybody they're hated and everybody they're abused, which is so much of what we're seeing. This this overarching, constant attack. But while we are trying to figure that out, which we should, which we need to, we have to ask ourselves, how are these kids going to be protected in schools? And the society that has decided to tell kids you should be afraid of a gun has done us no favors. So the conversation now goes to what do we do to protect these kids in school? We talked about hardening targets. We need to do it. In my beloved Indiana, it needs to begin today. How we do it, the best practices of it, as we've been talking about over the last couple of days, and then the implementation of it. And I believe it should happen on the local level, not necessarily from state mandate. Other people may disagree with that. That's fine. But there are separate different things this piece of legislation put forth by ron johnson was about how you protect the schools and chuck schumer said oh no 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 because it will be more guns in schools not willy-nilly laying about next to the kickballs in the hands of professionals or at least people who are trained which is why i believe in the local part because they should be trained by local police forces that's where this should happen I'm talking about solutions on both sides of the issue. The side of how this happens, why this happens, that's going to take a little bit longer. I don't tell you I've got the solution. I don't tell you I have the answer. I tell you I have a theory. Now let's hear somebody else's theory and let's start figuring this out and, and, and getting to some place where we can implement in our own lives, in, in our church lives, in, in our cultural lives, the solutions. In the meantime, why don't we go about protecting these kids right now? Our kids, your kids, their kids, doesn't matter whose damn kids, the kids. Chuck Schumer said, oh no, because that would be admitting that a firearm might be able to do some good. And ideologically, they can't have it. What is it like to be so ideologically rigid? that you can't recognize the value in it, considering all the places we have police and we have security and we have protection to keep people safe. All of the places. A couple of people show up to protest at the Supreme Court. They put fencing around the Supreme Court. They put kept fencing around the Capitol for months. They get protection. Now leave those two things to the side. Those conversations, arguments, if you will, that I can appreciate are arguments. But now let's get to this idea that parents showed up in Uvalde at this elementary school and the police didn't go in. There's an active shooter. We excoriated the police in Parkland at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas because they didn't go in and confront the shooter. They hid. And I said for the last couple days, and I'll say it again, I am not anti-police. But if police officers don't understand their job is to go in, well, then they have been trained wrong and they've been lied to. Your job is to walk in, run in. Go in. There's a reason you've got that equipment. This is your job. If the job is not for you, there's Dairy Queen. 
And for the record, I love Dairy Queen, and I'm not insulting the people who work at Dairy Queen. I am saying there are different jobs for different purposes. And as I said to police departments all across Indiana and all across the country, if you don't understand that parents aren't going to listen to you and they're going to go try and find their kid and protect their kid, you're out of your skulls. And if you think that your job is to stop parents from entering the schools, you are equally out of your mind because you're not going to be able to do it. And this, Uvalde, Texas, proves it. The police were there and didn't go in. And they kept parents out. When I first saw that reporting, I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. I I thought it was early reporting, and I I desperately wanted to, to dismiss it. I just wanted to move it on by. It's what happened. We've got video now. So the White House can go about smearing lawful gun owners and the Second Amendment all they want. As a matter of fact, let them go about trying to repeal the Second Amendment. Go on. Go to it. And secondly, um, the NRA is opening its convention in Houston uh, tomorrow, three days after the massacre in Uvalde. Former President Trump, Texas Governor Abbott, and others are uh, set to speak there. Does the White House think it is appropriate for that convention to uh, move forward? Should it be postponed? So it's not about the convention. What is inappropriate is that the leadership of the National Rifle Association has proven time and time again that they are contributing to the problem of gun violence, not trying to solve it. They represent the interests of the gun industry, the gun manufacturers, who are marketing weapons of war to young adults. The fear-mongering will continue, and I can't do anything about that except vote these terrible people out of office. What I can do something about, what you can do something about, what we can do something about, is a police force that doesn't go in and confront the shooter. We have found the moment where Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and liberals and moderates and suburban soccer moms and people in the urban core and everywhere else, we have found something to agree on no matter what your bar stool, no matter what you're doing around Memorial Day, anything else, you'll find agreement. What do you mean the cops didn't go in? How in the world does that happen? And if police departments don't understand that parents won't be told no, they've seen this happen, and they ain't going to let it happen in their neighborhood, in their school district, to their children. Cops are nuts. What are they going to do? Tase the parents to stop them? We have found the subject. If we can't agree on how to keep these kids safe, We have found agreement that the job of the police officer is to walk into the building and neutralize the threat as they describe it. I'm with you. This is freaking outrageous. Can't believe I watched it happen. Can't believe it's my country. I don't say that often. But all I'm doing is saying what millions upon millions upon millions of Americans are saying. Can't believe this happened in the United States. That is not who we are. And everybody better get it right quick. That can never happen again. I'm Tony Katz.